Number one, Satan is real. Number two, Satan is dangerous. Number three, Satan is powerful. Satan hinders God's work in our lives. Write this verse down if you're taking notes. 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Paul said, said this, Therefore we, that's Paul and Luke, wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and time again, but Satan put a roadblock in the way. That's what Paul said. He thwarted us. Did you know Satan can thwart you from doing God's will? That's his powerful, powerful way. Now, not ultimately, God's truth will triumph. His will will be done. But on the short term, Satan can thwart, can hinder, can, can roadblock you and me. Satan is powerful. Satan can, can truly hinder us. Here's another one, Zechariah 3.1. Satan can not only hinder us, he can stand right next to us and resist all that we're doing. Listen to Zechariah in the Old Testament, chapter 3, verse 1. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Here's this Old Testament high priest. And he's standing before the angel of the Lord, which is the pre-incarnate Christ. It's a Christophany. It's Christ before he was incarnated as a child and born of the Virgin Mary. He eternally existed. And he showed up in the Old Testament as the angel of the Lord. He's the one that led the children of Israel out of Egypt. He was all over the place doing lots of great things. He is the creator. But there he is standing and, and Joshua the high priest in Zechariah 3.1 is standing and ministering before him. And listen to this, what it says in verse 1 of Zechariah 3. And at his right hand, Satan stood opposing him. So here's the high priest in his outfit. Here's Jesus and there's Satan. Satan resists what we do. And you can be seeking to have a Bible study in your place where you work or at your school and Satan will be standing right beside you. And I'll tell you what, since he's not omnipresent, as we'll see next week, he's got hundreds of millions, if not billions, of, of little demonic warriors that are right along with him that are resisting everything we do, that are roadblocking us, that are thwarting us, that are stealing stuff out of the minds of people and that are implanting in evil thoughts and evil desires and, and accusations. In fact... One of the ways that Satan most works in the church is when he can find a foothold in the hearts and minds of God's people and cause them to ruin the most powerful thing we have in Christ. I want to show you that for just a second. James chapter 3. Because probably the most powerful activity Satan can have in our midst I doubt if there are very many of you going home this afternoon with your Ouija board, you know, or your black cube trying to get a message from the spirits. And you're not sitting around over a grave with a candle trying to seance and, and do some necromancy. I don't think you do that. You probably aren't involved in looking at the livers of animals trying to do heptoscopy or anything else like that, trying to figure out the future from, from occultic means. But you know what? You'll be tempted to give a foothold to the devil to destroy the powerful witness we have for Christ in this community of the oneness we have in Christ. Did you know that the church is unique because you can have rich people and poor people and God uses both. And you can have skilled people and unskilled people and you can have beautiful people and you can have not so beautiful people and you can bring in every part of the social strata and bring them and they get homogenized into a marvelous oneness in Christ. It's the only place in the world where it works like that. 
But you know what Satan wants to do? He wants to disrupt that unity. Listen how he does it in James chapter 3. Who is wise, verse 13 of James 3, and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But, verse 14, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it's earthly, sensual, what? Demonic or devilish, right? Now listen, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. What happens in the church when a little outbreak of confusion shows up? Did you know that Satan would like nothing less than for there to be, verse 16, envy? Why, that group's getting more powerful in the church than our group, and they're, oh, they're stacking the deck. You know, we're going to militate against that. We're going to cause some trouble. Envy? Confusion? Do you know how we get confusion in the church? People deal in half-truths or no-truths, and they call it, uh, could you pray with me? <laughs> Have you heard? That's just a prayer request. Don't share it with anybody. But if you heard what so-and-so is doing or, or what you know the elders are doing or what the deacons are doing or what the Sunday school teachers are doing or what the youth group's doing why have you heard what they're doing and you know when we track these down about 99% of them have one shred of truth in there and the rest is absolutely false and what does it cause it causes confusion and it causes every evil thing and it's based on self-seeking and ambition and envy and it's earthly and it's sensual and guess what it's demonic because it's not from God. If someone comes to you critical of the unity that we have in Christ in this church, they are not being prompted by the Holy Spirit. The wisdom is not descending from above. Because what does that wisdom look like? Look at verse 17. The wisdom that is from above, the stuff that comes from God, is pure. It will cause peace. Hmm, peaceable. It's gentle. It's willing to yield. doesn't say, if I don't get my way, that's it. I'm out of here. Boy, that, that's never from God. Just test it, you know? Just, just check. When, when you see someone's behavior, you can tell which direction the power is coming from. If it's fleshly, if it's unwilling to yield, if it's causing confusion, if it's, it's truly exhibiting selfish ambition, it's coming from beneath. It's earthly and it's demonic. But if it's pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, if it's full of mercy and good fruits, if it's without partiality, if it's without hypocrisy, it's wisdom that comes from above. 